This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome to another episode of Unlocking Astrology with the founder and creator of Unlock Astrology, the one and only Samuel Reynolds. Hello there, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I feel like people are um, producing their shows off of my YouTube channel. I'm just... I'm going to say it um, a couple of weeks ago, Sunday, CBS Sunday morning, did a whole thing on astrology around the Super Bowl. And I was like, when you <laughs> really y'all really, really. And you know, the signs of Tom Brady and he's a Leo and this one, uh, the, the, whatever his name is, the, the chiefs, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes uh, he's a Virgo. And I was like, y'all ain't. So I'm I'm gonna um, maybe that's a Torian trait that I you know I th- I'm like uh, Carly Simon I think everything's about me but I really don't I I do know I actually have some inf- information that I feel like folk are just watching and just jotting down oh this is a good idea lazy asses y'all lazy I'm just gonna say uh but uh, it's flattery so I'm gonna move on all right enough of me hi <laughs> hello hello there I mean astrology I mean astrology is having a big moment right I mean like. There's the astrology related to Bitcoin. There's at least several astrologers, at least one particular astrologer who's catching like some flack because of things related to things she said about Bitcoin and other things as well. But there's a lot of things going around with astrology. This is, this right is the same one that didn't um, predict the pandemic. I don't know. Very famous. Anyway, she's been on my show a couple of times too. No comment. Oh, yeah. Okay. And after that, I was like this. And then I had you on my show, my radio show on Sirius XM. And I was like, this guy. Uh, I trust him. You know, oh, I I'm glad. Yeah, I was like, nee, 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 nee. but he actually, you're coming at it from a very pragmatic, scientific-ish, but also spiritual-ish perspective, and I can roll with that. Yeah, yeah. ish describes me well, and all those things <laughs> that you put together, that's pretty true. All right, so um, so there's a, they said that there's an uptick, especially during these pandemic times, among uh, millennials, in particular millennials, younger people, uh, that they, you know, they're more open to it and they're looking for a source of comfort. So astrology has become that for them. For a lot of people. I mean, I have had a good surge of people coming to me who are millennials, but also other people, you know, who are quote unquote boomers and then Gen Gen X, um, Gen Y, right? Um, I think the pandemic has given people enough pause to reflect on themselves and to think about where they are in their world, in their lives. No one has really called me and asked like, you know, when's it gonna end? Or, you know, what's gonna happen, blah, blah, blah. There hasn't been a lot of panic related just to the quote unquote outer world. A lot of people, fortunately, Mm -hmm. looking within. And that's, uh, I'm glad, I'm grateful because that's where the source is. I think uh, we got here because people look without, not within, that people mm-hmm. weren't looking to refine and change themselves, but they were looking for somebody to give them, you know, the answer or, you know what I'm saying? The quick answer to an outside problem when most of the problems start within. That's true. The things that we need to fix in our lives, we have the answers to. So I agree. I love that. I love that. So uh, without that being said, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the short answer is, I mean, this is, and I think I've told you that before, there are some things that I definitely claim is my expertise, but getting into 
what we call mundane astrology. That is kind of like more of a side hobby, um, not my expertise. I do think that some astrologers have talked about it more so kind of coming to a close or, you know, some measure of kind of having a, a sense on it toward early 2022. I thought some shifts would happen with it. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember some of my date lines, but, you know, we had some, I, I thought we would go toward a surge in September and October, which proved true. Um, and I haven't really gotten too much into thinking about what happens in 2021, to be honest, because I'm just, you, you know, know what? <laughs> I'm treading, <laughs> trying, to, like, trying to get through. I feel like 2021 is the, like, the, the gaseous, you know, Passover, you know, like it's, it's almost, is it, you know, you say I'm, I'm following, you see the Passover, the gas is Passover gone. Yeah. Into the next thing, but it's kind of like, it's not, not inconsequential, but is not to be, we, we shouldn't, you know, we should just like kind of chill through 2021 and focus into 2022. That's what yeah. Yeah, it's, and I think also it's not to let every guard down, right? But it's to realize that finding some ways to resume their lives. Like I saw something interesting last week. Week, I saw a number of unrelated Black men talking about being in the gym again, right? And I also got back in the gym. So it was like, you know, more people are thinking like, you know what? I got to shed these pandemic pounds I put on. People are trying to figure out how to resume their lives again. Um, realizing that it's it's with us, but it doesn't just have to weigh us down. Or define us. Or no? define us. All right, so let's get into the definition of things. Um, to, this week is Capricorn, mm -hmm. the goat. The goat. Well, yeah, what's interesting, well, then you have something you wanted to share no, with me? No, 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 I mean, I, I have a couple of Capricorns that have passed mm -hmm. through. Um, to some varying degree, there, there's an affinity, but then there's a, for me, I'm, I'm confounded by them. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm confound, like it. The, let's, it let's start there. What, okay. what are you confounded by? So it, the, there's an illogical way, for me, for the way in which I see the world. It's like, okay, so A plus B equals C, but in you're seeing F and you're adamant about F and then you're gonna do all, you know, here are the things you can do. They're right here, but you're going to do something else. You're going to do what you want to do. Okay, but over here makes more sense. And then you're going to blow up everything. Like I'm. So you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, that there seems to be an impractical yes, you know, trait yes. that you have found consistently. And, and fun, lots of fun, lots of fun, similar to the Sagittarius. You want, you this personality will bring all of the... <laughs> it's a lot of drama it's a lot of you know or a lot of fun because i've seen both iterations just fun right but at the same time there's a self-destructive nature mm. that make that makes no sense to me i'm like okay have you talked to other people about this no just you because i okay. i'm just i'm watching she's like i don't talk too much about astrology i mean because i wondered that because when you do talk if i've heard this before and when people who've said what you've said, um, when they talk to other people, then they'll come with a whole different impression from other people about Capricorn. You know, like they're very practical to the point of being boring. 
like, you know, there's a couple of people on Twitter who I have, you know, said, you know, heard say or write that they're the most boring people, you know, it's like, they must be just, you know, they just down gravel, right? They're ambitious. That's not um, right. I understand, right? So why, what are we talking about when we talk about Capricorn? So here's something that's fascinating. Capricorn is not a goat, right? Capricorn is a sea goat. Now that is what highlights a very key difference. Wait, what was the, uh, goat is in there though. It is. It's a sea goat. Now, yeah, which is a great question. What the hell is a sea goat? There's a longer answer there, right? And I hope we get to it. But the key thing to know is that it has generally been symbolized as a, as a sea goat, as both a creature of sea and a creature of the land, including the depths of the sea and going to the height of the mountains. And I think in that, we get more crystalline image of what Capricorn is really about. And I say a couple things related to understanding that. One, when we talk about the idea of it belonging to the sea, we're talking about prima material. We're talking about it coming from where wait, all wait, of us- wait, wait. I, I, I just remember something, I apologize. So I had, I had a student and this is the other trait. So you're gonna get into it. I apologize, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I know I'm gonna forget if I don't say this. There is a delusional nature so I had a student of mine who um, love her, love her, love her, amazing. Um, she was playing basketball, got into a, a, a you know a verbal thing with a player on the on the court who was about two hundred pounds bigger than she was and built like a refrigerator, right? But short, and got in this person's face. Now you know I covered sports. I remember this kid when I was covering sports. And not only was she like one of the top players before she gained 200 pounds in the city, but she also was known to fight. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, first of all, visually, why are you in this girl's face who clearly you know, outweighs you? And she wouldn't stop. And I had to get up and it was like, say to the, the girl that I used to cover, she, don't, she has a mean, cause I, I knew what was gonna happen. But I'm saying, like, why are you challenging this person who's going to lay you out? That didn't make any sense. So that delusion of like, do you not see what's in front of you right now? This is going to hurt you. All right, I'm done. Okay, I'm out. I just had okay. that situation. That's interesting. I mean, like, so. Okay, yeah. So anyway, in terms of looking at that idea of the seagull coming from the depths from our origins, prima materia, our key source. That highlights something else I've alluded to as we've been constructing this model of the zodiac through the 12 signs. And I mentioned something called the cardinal signs. Now, we commonly associate the cardinal signs, you know, Aries, Cancer, Libra. Now we're going toward the finishing mark with Capricorn with what, what I said is like that initiating prime energy, that kind of energy that really kind of shoots up like something that bolts up that has that certain level of, you know, like spring is related to that, you know, where, you know, we have like a cult that bolts and jumps and leaps, right? So that, that runs throughout all four signs of the, the cardinal signs. When we get to Capricorn, it's an earth. And even though, yes, I started off talking about the sea, it goes to something that you're talking about that's often forgotten about Capricorns is that there's something about them where they have this prime energy and sometimes they don't know what to do with it. 
They don't know where to direct that energy. They know that they have it and they want to direct it somewhere and that it belongs somewhere and it has a destination, which also goes along with the idea of destiny, which sometimes can be delusional, right? And having this sense of destiny, this sense of like, I have somewhere to be and somewhere by virtue of this energy to kind of share it in the physical world because they're an earth sign. But it starts from something that is unseen, that is much more related to a certain level of depth. And that's why one of the words I associate with Capricorn is evolution. Mm. What compels us to kind of move from form to form and take shape and, and kind of transform it at the same time. And there's an energy that's moving that, you know, within. Now, scientists, as they talk about evolution, don't talk about that energy. They just say like, well, the species felt compelled in this particular direction. But we can say whether that's God or just like, you know, the selfish gene, if we're going to evoke Richard Dawkins, whatever it is, there's some measure of an energy or something that is seeking to manifest itself, which is kind of under, what you have to understand about Capricorn, which also goes along with something in its etymology. So in the etymology of the word Capricorn is the, the word or the idea horn. And it relates to cornucopia, where we have the horn of plenty. It also relates to the idea of what we call a goat, right? So when I say it's a sea goat, right? There's still the goat, as you said, in it. There's another way in which we have that word capricious. There's something whimsical about them. And again, that's something that is often forgotten because yes, they have the sense of destiny. They have the sense of drive. They have these things. And then they're like, what's that? And then they kind of veer right. Or they kind of take that energy and they kind of go like, where are you going? Like you said, you know, this is C. Why are you at F? And we can see this in some notable figures in terms of how they, you know, somehow do something that's unusual. You know, one particular person like that to stand out for me is the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., right? So one thing that's not commonly talked about with Dr. King, we can get to a lot of things with Dr. King. I mean, he's a Capricorn. Most people seem to know that January 15th, right? And we celebrate his day. Um, one thing that, you know, King was very impulsive. And that's not commonly known. Like when he was 12 years old and he learned that his grandmother died suddenly, he jumped out a second floor window, right? What? Trying to kill himself. What? He jumped out of a window. Where, he was that distraught. Where, where, where do you find this information, Samuel Riddles? Y'all just tell me. David, Ger King. you can look at Bearing the Cross, David Garrell's biography on him, right? David Garrell. Okay. David Garrell. So, and I mean, I read it in like some children's book too. Um, he jumped know, out of a second floor window? He jumped out of a window. Yes, yeah, second floor window. He did not hurt himself because it was a second floor window, right? So, but this was one evidence of his impulsiveness. And you say like, oh, okay, well, that's not too bad. I mean, like he was 12, you know, kids do that. Okay, sure. There's other things that I don't want to go too much into here. But one of the things that people do know about, because we even saw it in... Um, Selma, which I was, I was impressed that Ava put it in the film. So that was, that was different. His libido, right? I mean, this is documented. King's libido, he's like, you know, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And this is not me slurring or slandering the man, right? He was a great man, did great things. Um, but, you know, 
What was that? Mm. So, we, <laughs> and that's and this is also kind of I'm trying to also use usurp and disrupt this idea that Capricorns are as dry as dirt. I mean, Elvis, you know, Elvis was, was a Capricorn. Yeah. So when people like you know swiveling those hips, or you look at David Bowie, you know, you look at these people and it's like, well, wow. it's they're not what you're saying they are. Just looking empirically at how they behave. What must be the continuity? The continuity is that there's something libidinal, primal in their energy and manifestation that is trying to direct itself along a certain destination, a certain route, a certain structure, which goes along with the planet that rules that sign, which is Saturn. But then they feel at the same time they want a bucket. Again, being the dual, the dual nature that they are of a sea goat, sea. of something that feels compelled to climb on land and evolve and move and go up toward the, the mountaintop. And it's even chilling for me sometimes to think about with Dr. King, how he talked about climbing the mountaintop, wow. right? So, so um, when, yeah. when a person who's pragmatic, what, what, like when I see it, I see it as self-destructive. Like I would think jumping out of the second floor window and having sex with all these women and you're trying to lead a movement and you're a spiritual person as being counterproductive to your goal you, Samuel Reynolds, because you always have the way of seeing it, which I think is so powerful. You see it as an evolution or the, the desire to want to explore something different. It's to explore something different and at the same time feeling like you, you want to go along the path, but there's something about you, something within you that also wants to break. And it's the same energy. It's the same energy that's directing you to go along the path, that primal force. But at the same time, it just becomes too much. Like, let me just go over here. It's kind of like when you hear your favorite song and you have to get on the dance floor, you have, just have to move, but you know you broke your foot, right? So you know, you know, I can't really get out on the dance floor, but there's still something that's making me tap, right? And still something that makes me even like, well, you know, and this might be your Aunt Patty or somebody who's like, girl, whatever, I, I got these crutches. I'm still getting on the dance floor. It's something that still compels them to push through. Now, that can be both a plus and a minus, depending on how we're looking at it. Another famous favorite example of mine, this is kind of random, but I still think about it every now and again. There's lots of Capricorns we can talk about, you know, from LL Cool J to, um, to Muhammad Ali to LeBron James, right? Wow. Um, but the one that I think wow. about is wow. Susan Lucci, right? So Susan Lucci, the only way they're going to retire, they retired Susan Lucci from all my children is they canceled the show, right? And she almost never missed any shows. Now that's stamina, but that's also kind of like, Susie, you know, I mean, no one called her Susie probably, but Susie, don't you want to do something else? Um, you know, how about this? And there's sometimes there's a stubbornness, there's a, there's a sense of wanting to direct that energy and feeling like they have to keep climbing that mountain. It's kind of like, well, you know, they 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 lose they lose the thread sometimes, and they lose some way in which they kind of can keep that sense of energy. I mean, it also happened to Muhammad Ali, right? Not just in terms of his libido, which we, again has been documented, but also in terms of you know other things that would happen in his life. And I'm not talking about him saying what he said about Vietnam and not willing to go for the draft. But there's some way in which, at the same time, you can look at well. You know, you could have just gone through the motions, Muhammad, and you know, and you'd be fine. You would have kept your prime years. You know, it was kind of self-destructive 
that you went through that. But at the same time, he felt this, not just this level of conviction, but this energy and directing in a particular way that yes, some people look at as self-destructive. But here's the other thing to realize. Capricorns are not operating on everyone else's timetable. They don't have to operate on your timetable. They're children of Saturn. So on some level, as things happen, you know, as they evolve, as they grow, they kind of mature sometimes into themselves rather than just, you know, going along with the, the responsibility that they may have accepted early in life. They almost kind of have to have this reverse angling where they start off more the goat, but then they become more the fish, right? Mm. Where they kind of realize where I can find some level of freedom that I'm just not locked into this destiny and this destination but there's some way in which I can step into that destination and that sense of where I belong more on my own terms. Which, again, just to use, you know, because I think Dr. King is such a brilliant example of that, that was happening for Dr. King, right? You know, in 1968, who, you know, people love, and we, we won't go into what, which kind of people love that 1963 speech, right? They love, I have the dream, you know, the speech that Bayard Rustin wrote for him. Right. They love that speech, not realizing that's not the same guy who died in 1968, per se. Right. There was an evolution. There was a shift. And he was re-angling his whole sensibility. And he was also, Dr. King, willing to step into what Dr. King meant. Now, I say it that way because one thing to realize anyone who hasn't studied his life and I, I, I do kind of you probably picked up. I do study his life and study, you know, his movements in terms of how things matured for him, he never had the intention to become, quote unquote, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as we know him. He thought, Selma also did a very good job in capturing this. He thought he would have a quiet life as pastor of his father's church, you know, and with his wife and a picket fence and some children. That's what he thought he would have. But mm -hmm. he knew somehow there was some sense of destiny. And it's even in his life. And when I say in his life, you know, one thing, again, many people may not know or have realized he wasn't born Martin Luther King Jr. His name was Michael King, named after, the, after his father, Michael King. So, and we can go with the whole archetype and things related to Michael, but it's fascinating that this man, his father chooses to become Martin Luther, right? As does Dr. King, right? Um, and actually I'm trying to remember which one was it the chicken or the egg if Dr. King changed his name, but I think it was the father. Father changed it first, and then yeah, and yeah. I think that's right. So yeah, Martin Luther, we have this Martin Luther King, this reformer, and it almost became a mark of destiny related to his life. Yeah, as you're oh. talking, because you know part of this journey of unlocking astrology is for people to refine themselves, to find themselves, and refine themselves, right? So yeah. first, I'm hearing Capricorn is the is the goat, a couple of different kinds of goat, but also the greatest greatest of all time. That's true. You know, uh, Muhammad, greatest of all time. We can. I'm not LeBron even James. About, yeah. LeBron James, to me, is the GOAT in basketball. Y'all can, mm -hmm. when it's all said and done, he's still playing. So relax. Yes, Michael Jordan, who is an Aquarius. We'll get to that later. But greatest of all time right now in terms, to me, of character, what he brings to the sport, how he sees his role, not just as a basketball player, but as an ambassador to greater things, Blackness, his responsibility to the Black community as a father, as a husband, the things that, you know, despite his upbringing, like he wants to be something different and he is. I love LeBron James. So let me just say that out loud, out loud. Elvis, some would call him the GOAT. And, you know, 
I would argue, but some would say that, right? Um, and and you you you're you're laying this out in a way that's uh, fascinating. So so if someone's dealing with a Capricorn, if someone is a Capricorn that has not evolved yet, yeah. What, so what would you I mean, tell them. So the key thing is is making to making them understand because usually m most Capricorns feel the sense of destiny that something is out there. And either they feel like they're taking the slow path toward it, or they feel that they're pressed to take the accelerated path. I always try to advise Capricorns to think more about the slower path. The accelerated path usually is conditioned by pressures that's external to them, right? Like you got to climb that, that, no, that mountain, you climb that mountain, that's your mountain before they know it's their mountain. Because what happens, they get up there and at 35, 40, it's like, what I climb this mountain for? Did it ever belong to me? Is this mine, right? I just took on this, all this responsibility, this sense of like moving on up and it wasn't my evolution, it wasn't my process. So another Capricorn to think about related to this, um, I'm going now more into Harlem Renaissance history is mm -hmm. Gene Toomer. So Gene Toomer was one of our celebrated writers writing Kane. Um, and he kind of catapulted into a certain level of fame and acclaim, but he wasn't ready for it. This also can happen to Capricorns, right? Where they kind of launch into things and they have to kind of grow more into it. And that bespeaks something that they're really developing, which is why I say it's more about evolution, character, like what you said. You know, I'm gonna have a little sidebar, but related, you know, right now this is coming on the cusp of a you know, few weeks ago in terms of the Super Bowl and people, you know, saying like, oh, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. The problem with that and not realizing the lesson of Capricorn, along what stony roads have you, you stumbled and gone to get where you've gone? I don't know that about Tom Brady. You know, yeah, you got seven rings, but you know, what has that done or what have you done and what have you gone through per se to have gotten there as versus say a Muhammad Ali? right, or LeBron James. Or we can talk about some other people. Let's talk about some sisters, like Sade, right? In terms of Capricorn Sade, in terms of how, not just the, the element of her voice, but what you, you, you know, you hear it in her voice. You know, yes, she's rhythm and blues, but I've always heard more in Sade that blues, that deep element of soul. And then we can also talk about another Capricorn, and this is what keeps them standing and keeps them going. Mary J. Blige, right? Right? Mary Blige. Yes, Mary J. Blige, another Capricorn. Yes. You know, you know, a lot of people were kind of like surprised, like, how is she still around? Blah, blah, blah. And this and whatever shade they want to cast, not realizing this is part of their their alchemy, their power, you know, in terms of how they're still around. Now, sometimes it's hard to get rid of Capricorns. You know, like we still haven't gotten rid of Mel Gibson, right? <laughs> um, and that's because. They, they tap into something. Now I said earlier, and I know I got shade and some pushback about this with Leos. It's interesting that more Capricorns, it's been said, have won more Academy Awards. Um, so you look at someone like, yes, Denzel Washington or Anthony Hopkins, right? Wow. Especially you look at Anthony Hopkins, right? There's something, and he plays usually very primal characters who on the surface seem to have everything together, but there's still a lot stirring underneath. There's that sea goat, 
Mm-hmm. And you might even picture that seagoat. And that seagoat, by the way, taps into a lot of, like I said, the horned myths. You know, so actually that that some measure that that myth is based on, you know, Greek, Roman, Latin myth related to Pan, you know, the goat-headed god, right? You know, goat-horned god, I should say. Um, so he turned into a seagull to evade people, right? But there's even an older history that relates to African and Sumerian history, where it says that the earliest teachers to humanity taught us from the sea. This is in the Dogon tradition, you know, for the people of Burkina Faso. And this is also in terms of the Sumerian tradition. Um, and they were said to look like, you know, goat people. Now, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know if that, that's not discounting it, but it does fascinate me that when we start talking about, you know, this, this theme that runs through our history, you know, in terms of how we, we center like Christmas, Dionysus' birthday, Mithras' birthday around December 25th, which is during the time of Capricorn, how we now have set the new year during the time of Capricorn, right? There's something in which we try to orient ourselves related to this primacy um, of earth in terms of how we deal with the physical manifestation of things, recognizing that it can be capricious. It's like nature. Right. You know, nature may have a destination and a destiny for all of us. We just don't know it. And that might also be something to understand about the, the nature of understanding Capricorn. And another person, we, I would be negligent if I also didn't mention. So this Capricorn comes out with a book that documents the idea of her evolution and calls it becoming Michelle Obama. Oh, right. So, again, that's another testimony to them you know, how they kind of move and transform and become more than sense, sense themselves. And like I said, their longevity. You know, another person speaking of another woman, um, Betty White. You know, Betty White, what is she, like 100, right? And she's still having the time of her life. And that also goes along with another mythos and idea related to Capricorns that sometimes, as I mentioned, I kind of alluded to this earlier, they become younger as they become older right? They become, they can release some measure of the baggage, some measure of the things that had weighed them down. And that's the gift of Saturn, the planet that rules that sign. So just to make sure I answered your question, what advice would I give someone who's struggling with a Capricorn? I would say, first thing, realize the things that are weighing you down, the baggage that you have, ask yourself, is it yours? Do you want it? And then be clear on the destination for where you want to go, you know, and and make sure that's part of the responsibility you want to take. And then realize that you have the gift of time. And with the gift of time, even when I say the gift of time, that doesn't mean like you procrastinate or whatever, but realize that time is a dance and you, you can learn to dance with it. You can be that sea goat, learn to swim and be a creature of land, recognizing that you just don't have to be sequestered to like, someone's one step or someone else's way of saying that things have to happen, but you can determine more on your own level and find your way to it rather than rushing. Because when you rush and you start, you'll start making mistakes. So for instance, you know, I've looked, um, even though Richard Nixon, Richard Milhouse Nixon was a man of very mixed character 
as far as we've learned. But there are some things that, you know, back when we had like more ease between Democrats and Republicans, there's some things that Richard Milhouse Nixon um, might have accomplished had he had more faith, not just in himself, right, but more patience, but he didn't have any. And so he, as you said, sabotaged himself. So he's a beautiful lesson of the kind of Capricorn who rushes off to kind of make things happen on someone else's sense of time only to get destroyed. So sit in the soil. And mm -hmm. Betty White's 99. She'll be 99. Okay. January of 2022. All right. May she get it. May yes. she get there. Inshallah. Yes. 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 Sit in the soil and be patient with the time because even if it's like King, where you don't know when the time is, but I suspect King was put on a mountain he didn't ask for. That's absolutely true. So things accelerated in a way that was not on his time. But that April 3rd speech, which, you know, I get emotional even just thinking about it. That April 3rd speech was the moment he decided that that was his mountain. Because before then, he had always been a bit anxious. This is something that is um, in David Garrell's book, Bearing the Cross. He'd always been anxious. And, you know, one of the things he was burdened with at that point, I mean, he was dealing with daily threats on his life. The FBI was constantly hounding him and threatening him to release particular things and to say particular things, basically encouraging him to kill himself, right? And so he wasn't sure, you know, especially as he was going toward the end of his life, am I the person who should be doing this? Can I do this? But when you listen to that speech, it sounded like on the night before he's killed, I this is my mountain. I can climb it. I may not get there with you. I may not get there with you, but we as a people, people will get, will get to the promised land. That one. Which when mm. when I when you listen to it, you can't help, at least for me, but to believe it. Like he he saw it because he had found that within himself. That is one of the deeper lessons of Capricorn. And you watch. If you watch their stories, um, that really becomes like their lesson. Even like with LeBron James, you know, people look, clown LeBron James when he decided to leave his hometown, right? When he decided to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he made a choice like, I this, this isn't my mountain I need to climb. I have to find the place where I have to be. And by virtue of that, look what it led to, right? He and was then, able to come home because of that decision, mm -hmm. a champion with championship knowledge to bring a championship to the hometown. Correct. Jersey burners, eat that. Eat that, exactly. All right. That's why I tell people, you know, I say this on Twitter, people get into like hating people on Cap, you know, hating on Capricorns and like, they're going to outlive you. I mean, I'm going to mention someone, I don't know, people, you know, crash down on him, but I just want to talk about the sun sign because this applies to Capricorn rising as well, moon and Capricorn. And they do get a lot of scapegoating, right? Speaking of scapegoating, again. Yeah. right. Again, they get scapegoated a lot for things that had nothing to do with them. But I got to mention this brother because I made a prediction and it's proven true. And this is from like years ago. All right, brother Ture, right, has had some moments on Twitter, right, in terms of things going up and down with him. Um, 
You know, I, you know what I'm talking about. No, okay. he's a Pisces with a moon in Capricorn. Okay, okay. Right? And I, I told people, because they were like, oh, he's canceled. This is like even before canceling was even a big thing. I was like, he's going to outlive all of you. Right? I don't mean literally, but like, He'll you're not going to bury him. Right. Right? So that's kind of the thing to realize, you know, like, mm, it's kind of hard. They're like Tyrannosaurus Rex, and they keep coming back in some level, in some permutation. Um, so I think that's important to recognize. And for them to recognize it within themselves, it's like, okay, I've had this setback. I've had this moment, but let me figure out now that I've kind of found the winding way, let me find wind back to where I need to go. The key to that though, yeah, with my experience of knowing is that they have to actually be competent and good. They That's important. They have to be disciplined to have done, you know, like you can't come back without the skills. That's true. You didn't put the work in. Mm -hmm. So that there's that, like, just saying, Mel Gibson, you say what you want about him, and you can, and you should. You should. There's institutional work put in uh, on his part to get to a place where he can have the agency to say the crazy things that he has said. Anyway. Right. And I mean, and when you say, when you talk about that, it's also a level of vision. Mm -hmm. So for instance, it's vision and feeling the sense of destiny. Like for instance, I, I think about Jeff Bezos, Bezos' decision to name his company Amazon, right? Jeff Bezos is a Capricorn. Is a Capricorn? You got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Mm -mm. All right. Go ahead. So, Quickly. So, you know, in terms of that, and and they capitalized on it, like even in terms of little their little logo A to Z. Right? Which looks like a penis. I know that it does look like, I always think that too. Looks like a penis. But it's I like- it's still, him too though. I think that's where his, his mind is, carnal. Like you said, libido. Didn't the he libido. get caught out there with his... Anyway, go ahead. He did. He did. That's true. That's all. And that's why when I, I hear people say like, well, they're, they're boring. I'm like, they choose to show a certain face to you. And if they don't show you that face, then they don't feel that they want to release that part of themselves with you. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's the kind of... Because there are a lot of Capricorn freaks. They will... They have freak flags that... They can fly high, but they're like, no, my, my stuff is at half mast or no, I'm not putting it up today. Um, but it's there. And this is for men and women, because one of the things I don't like is often they, you know, when we read particular books and they, you know, astrology books and they start describing Capricorn women, they make us sound like you're just purely materialistic. You know, you're just social climbers and you're dry as gravel, right? Which is also not my experience of Capricorn women. Um, my, my experience of them is that there is a certain earthiness, right? And interest in things related to the earth, you know, sometimes often even have green thumbs, you know, cooking or the enjoyment of life. And yeah, they have an appreciation for quality, which is not the same thing as like, you're a gold digger, right? What is this? This is Hershey. Oh, that's nice. I don't eat Hershey, right? I don't need that. <laughs> so yeah, they have an appreciation for what becomes some aspects of quality and how they want to reach father again they also have that sense of destiny michelle obama had it right some of the other people i mentioned also exhibit this sense like things can be better because they're commissioned toward evolution one other kind of way in which we also can frame evolution speaking of moons in capricorn um is that charles darwin an aquarian which we'll talk about next he had a moon in capricorn and he also um dealt with that so you know that's pretty much 
it for Capricorn. Um, you know, I, I look forward to people's comments. Well, thank you. And you can leave the comments here. Uh, of course, give the thumbs up and you can follow Sam at SF Reynolds on the Twitter and you can go to unlockastrology.com and uh, that's where you can find him. He's all booked up, but you know, you can still put your, put your things. All right. All right. All right. Uh, love Thanks you, Sam. Thank love you. And shout out to all the Capricorns. All, all right, right, Capricorn. <laughs> Bye. Bye.